13. I'll do my best to mind the Lord today. I, I love this chapter in the book of Job. I like the whole book of Job. I like it when you to realize that they, they say some things the devil can't do nothing about. I preached a message there one time on a country boy can't survive. <laughs> Woo! Amen! That's before Hank Williams ever knew anything about it. Say amen. Yeah, devil went down there to Job's house. He found out there's a hedge that cannot be penetrated. He found out there's a heart that cannot be provoked. He found out there's a hope that he cannot prevail against. And he found out there's a harvest that cannot be prevented. Oh, yeah, I thank God for what the devil found out down there at Job's house. Amen. I like that book of Job. Job, he, and the, the devil let some things, he got so tore up when he was down there at Job's house. He let some things slip. And we ought to just go ahead and thank him for it. He told us in the book of Job about that hedge. Whoop! You shouldn't have told us that, Job. Because on this side of Calvary, we got one better than that. We don't just have a hedge. We've got an inhabitant. Amen. He's living on the inside and fighting the devil through us to the outside. Amen. Thank God for the book of Job. We get down in chapter number 23. And verse number 8 and 9, I, the Lord let me preach a message one time on the gospel of the left hand. Job's in a mess. All them friends of his, so-called friends, as long as they kept their mouth shut, they were great encouragers. But when they spoke, they hurt him instead of helped him. And now they've tried to say, Job, what you're going through is your fault. Now, if somebody's told you that, that ain't the case. You, it may be a situation of sin, but most of the time what we go through in this life is just because what we, we're living in a world that is cursed by sin. Everything that happens, God ain't against you. God is for you. He's not doing it to you. He's allowing it to happen around you so it can be a benefit for you. Can anybody say amen? You might not be able to see him in verse number eight. You may feel like you're in a fire in verse number 10. But verse 13 is where I want to get this morning. Look, look with me in this verse. But he is in one Mind. Job is answering Eliphaz. He's answering the condemnation of those around him. Here's what he said. But he is in one mind. And who can turn him? And what his soul desireth, even that he doeth. Brother Ken, you will pray for us. Great God, help us, Lord. <laughs> oh, God, help us. <laughs> oh, God, let it be today. <laughs> help us, oh, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> oh, God, help us. 
God, give us unction and power, God, that we can't preach about. Yes, Lord. God, help us, Lord. Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord will help me for a little while this morning, I want to preach on this thought. You were always on his mind. Long before Willie Nelson knew anything about it. Somebody say amen. You, amen, <laughs> don't act so sanctified. You were always on his mind. I know the devil has been fighting I, all week, God's been pouring this message on my heart. I woke up this morning and felt like it was drier than last year's bird nest. Then God stirred it in my soul one more time. If you're sitting here today wondering if God loves you, if God's thinking about you, if God's for you, I want you to know this, nothing's ever changed. His love is everlasting and you are always on his mind. Hallelujah. Job is in the worst storm of his life. And while he's thinking on everything that's been preached to him and everything that's been said, all that he's going through and all that he's suffering, he gets to thinking a little bit on God, gets his mind on God. And, and, and this storm, I'm talking about the worst storm in his life. I believe the worst storm in history is the one Noah went through. And, and can I just say this? The storm touched the ark but never touched the ones in the ark. <laughs> Somebody say Amen. And I'll tell you something else Noah found out in that storm, amen, that God was going to ride it all the way out with him, amen. He is on board the ark with him the whole time. Job is finding out that God has never left him and God is not going to forsake him. What a blessed truth to think this morning that we are on the Lord's mind, that he thinks about us, that he would, that he would take time to look our direction, think about our family, know what we're going through, know our struggles, know our storms. Oh, it's a tremendous, I get to thinking about everything that Job is going through. And I want you to notice with me, first of all, in the verse, verse 13. He's thinking on the providence of God, about how God provides, about how his power is present, about how the person of God, I mean, he's thinking he, him, I mean, all that he's thinking in the text is on God. You can dog me out if you want to, Eli Fass. You can tell me, but I got my mind on the Lord. This morning, Miss Tammy's testifying because her mind's on the Lord and the sacrifice and the blood. And if we could just get our mind, our hearts and our attitudes on the Lord, get them off yourself, get them off of the problems, and get your mind on the Lord, amen, you'll see. You've always been on his mind. Notice this with me in verse number 13. Notice this. The Bible says... But he is in one mind. That means the thoughts are purposeful thoughts. It does not say he is of one mind. It says he is one mind. See, the Bible tells us he, we know that he is of one mind. That's his nature. But his character that is every single thought in his mind is one. In other words, think about it like this. 
There's never, I mean, he has a choice every second, every day, every year, throughout eternity in the past, right now, and eternity in the present. He's not just of one mind. He is one mind. He chooses every minute to think about you. You say, preacher, what are you saying? He's never been double-minded. He's always been one mind. I'm glad he's never been done. He's not unstable. He is stable. Amen. The, the, the Bible says uh, that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm glad we have a God that is sure and steadfast and stable. Amen. He's never been double-minded. He's never been absent-minded. I don't know about y'all. The older I get, the more absent-minded I get. Don't say amen, Michelle. I mean, the abs I get more absent-minded. The long I don't mean to. There's some things in my mind. I guess I just check back there that if I think about it, it'll be all right if I don't. But brother, he's never been like that. He is of a, a man, one mind, but he is one mind. He's never been double-minded. He's never been absent-minded. He's never been empty-minded. Every single thought of all of his life has been for his glory and our good. I can't, I can't even fathom the thought that he would think about me so much that he is of one mind. It's as if every thought is always on all of us all the time. He's, I can't get a hold of that. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. But I'm, I'm glad this, brother, he is single-minded. There's not a time, there's not a time in eternity when he's not been and you've not been, amen, on his mind. His, his thoughts are purposeful. His thoughts are proactive. I love this. The Bible says he is of one mind. Amen. His mind is always good toward us. It's always gracious toward us. All good things happen in the mind of God. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, For I know the thoughts that I think to you uh, toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He's always thinking. Before time was, he thought about the right thing to do. What is the right thing to do? Amen. The Bible, she's already testified about it. Before the foundation of the world, he was a lamb foreordained to die for your sins and mine. He's of one mind. His, his thoughts are not just on purpose. His thoughts are proactive. He's thinking hey about what he can do to have a positive impact in your life and mine. He don't want just bad things. He's not going to give just good things but all things are going to be working out for your good and his glory. Say amen. I don't understand it all, but I do know that. I do know this, that before the foundation of the world, he was that lamb slain, that foreordained to die for your sins and mine. Thank God for Calvary. Hallelujah. Before Adam was ever made. Hallelujah. And you say, preacher, but you don't understand. If, if he wants everything to happen that's going to be for my good, then why is it not all good? It's not going, it can't be all good. You ask any old boy from Mississippi, I got 
got some preacher friends down in Mississippi. You ask some of them Mississippi boys, hey man, here's what they'll say, uh, that the river of Mississippi always flows from north to south, but that ain't necessarily true. You can take an aerial photo, and sometimes, Brother Dale, that, that river will flow from north to south. Sometimes it'll go east. Sometimes it'll go west, but it always ends up going south. I, what I'm trying to tell you is uh, we're going to make that final destination and to the sea of the mercy and grace of God and we may take a left turn and a right turn but God's going to do things on purpose he's going to do things positive and proactive you may feel like I'm going backwards I'm going left and right but we're going to end up where God wants us to I say hallelujah amen I can't imagine it but it's true he is one mind amen People can refuse. Here, here's here. I get, I, I, I'm, I get a little tongue tied when I think about this. His, his, his thoughts are not just purpose. His thoughts are not just proactive. His thoughts are powerful. I'm talking about his thought. I know his words are powerful. Everything that exists is because of his words. Amen. Hogback Mountain is because of his words. He spoke the stars into existence. Everything we, we know and see is because of his, but his thoughts are powerful. Brother Dale, here, here's what the Bible says. Who can turn him? Now, I know y'all just buckle in because this is almost too deep for me to understand. There is people in this world today that can refuse God's convicting call and draw on their, uh, I, I don't understand why, I did for a little bit. I didn't get saved the first time God dealt with me. I, I, I turned my back on it. His thoughts are powerful. I, I'm talking about his thoughts are towards you. His thoughts are for you. His, he wants to invade, he invaded time from it. Put the cross Oh, hallelujah. Thank God he's powerful. What do you say? Here's, here's what I'm saying. They can resist the plan of salvation for their life, but they cannot resist. They cannot refuse, and they cannot deny the provision for salvation. God made a way for all to be saved. I like that. That's exactly right. Hey, listen, amen. So I want to say that right off the bat. But I'm going to tell you something. His thoughts are so powerful. The Bible says who can turn him? God is one mind. Who can turn him? The answer, no one. There's nothing you can do about his thoughts. You can't change his mind about nothing. There's, there's no point to fight him. There's, hey, don't you get mad at him. Don't you shake your fist at him. Don't you think you know more than God? You just need to trust God with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. If we let this world dictate we're going to live a life of worry and anxiety and be wringing our hands and not know what to do next. But if we could somehow raise from the plane of flesh and get on that plane of faith and somehow live in that realm that God's got it all under control and it might look like chaos down here, but God knows how. Amen. While men play checkers, God's playing chess and he knows how to work things out for your good. Let me just say it one more time. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Don't y'all believe that Bible verse? Amen, hallelujah. 
Uh, there's, no, there's no point in fighting against the plan of God. His provision, his perfection of God's grace. Now, preacher, what are you saying now? You try, I'm not talking about some fringe idea of salvation. But here's what I am saying. When God moved on your life, you resisted, you resisted, you turned away, you rejected, you held on to sin, but eventually you got handcuffed, brought in conviction down to an altar of repentance and got born again. You say, preacher, I don't hate tonight for Lord to help me. I'm gonna preach on what, can, what will it take to get you to God. I don't know, I don't know what it'll take, but I know this. He takes tragedy, he takes trials, he takes sometimes triumph. I don't know what he's gonna have to do to get you to to come to God but he'll shut doors and open doors he'll make a way and hem you up I'm so glad he loves me to keep pursuing me ain't you glad he kept pursuing you ain't you glad he kept dealing with you he's powerful in his thinking and his thoughts are towards you Job said say what you will when I contemplate my situation my storm and my trials I know God when my mind's so different in many ways I know God is of one mind. Here's what Spurgeon said. It's a wonderful thing how God affects the purpose while still the creature is free. Man walks without chains yet treads every step as if he is chained. That's because the Bible does say the steps of a good man are, what does it say? Ordered by the Lord. Man chooses his own seat, selects his own position, guided by his own will, chooses sin, hey, God chooses his own will to end up in sin or chooses the grace of God to end up in mercy, hey, amen, and do what's right. And yet, in his choice, God still sits as sovereign. God still is overruling. God still is moving and working. God still is pursuing. And ain't you glad one day when you was lost, he, you was running wide open to hell, but God ran and tackled you and bushed you by the Holy Ghost and brought you to an altar of repentance and got saved and ain't you glad that you're saved and you've got wet and you've wood sweat and you've got cold and you've compromised and you've got out of sorts with God and you blame God and you wrung your hands and you worry and you fret ain't, you, ain't it good to know he's of one mind his thoughts are powerful they're purposeful amen amen I'm glad they're precious not only that but listen to this He'll hem you up. He'll guide you. He'll bring you. Reminds me, Brother Linder, when I worked with Jerry over our, with them buffalo. Okay, them buffalo's huge. I mean big. But you can get them up on a trailer and haul them to point, from point A to point B. They don't like it. Sometimes it takes a little electricity charge. Get them in the loading chute. Amen. Sometimes you got to rustle them up. 
Sometimes you got to use four-wheelers, horses. You, know, you got to do whatever you got to do to get them loaded. But eventually, are y'all, y'all listen to this preacher? And some of y'all, y'all think you're running wild. He think you're going to do what you want to do. Well, ain't you glad you got a God that'll finally corral you up? Hey, man, some old preacher will get up and preach on the power of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God will come alive. Hey, man, it's going to prick in your heart. And all of a sudden, in, while you sit in darkness, the light will break in and show you the face of Jesus Christ. Hey, man, boy, there's nothing like it. I'm glad his thoughts are powerful. I'm glad he thought enough of me that he loved me in spite of me. Amen. His thoughts are pleasurable. Notice the verse. What his soul desireth, verse 13 still, even that he doeth. That word desire means to wish for. And what his soul desireth, what he wants for your life, what, what he wishes for your life. Preacher, why you harp on us being faithful to church? I know that's what God wants for your life. That's what God wants for our life. Uh, God knows the circumstances with health. God knows the circumstances with people who just can't w- work and they just can't be there. But then God knows also the excuses. Are, are y'all listening to this preacher? Is everybody all right? I'm going to tell you, God will take out your excuses, and sometimes he'll take them out through triumph. Sometimes he'll take them out through tragedy because the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Think about this. He's going to do what he wants to do. That's what the verse said. Job is saying what he wants to do, what he wants for my life, that he's going to do, even that he doeth. Our government, all the nations of the world, they can lift their self up. They can, Russia right now, Russia right now. I'm telling you, the Bible's being fulfilled right before our eyeballs. Right now, they're staging forces and they're, they're hiring mercenaries and they're getting everybody staged. I don't know if they're going to invade Ukraine or not, but I do know this, brother. If, if it's one step closer to World War III and one step closer to us getting out of here, what I'm simply saying is we don't know. It's like a ticking time bomb. Man, kind, it's like a ticking time bomb. Hey, hey but God's going to do what he wants to do and men can make laws and men can make decrees but ultimately they can't nobody stop God from doing what God wants to do because he's God. Amen, amen. Psalm 135:6. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth and in the seas and in all deep places. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God's thoughts are thoughts of peace and not evil. Ain't you glad he does what he wants to do and what he desires for us and what he wishes for us? And by the way, not only are they pleasing to God, his ways and his thoughts, but if you're right with God, they'll be pleasing to you. Because why would you not be pleased with what pleases God? Say amen. I'll be pleased with whatever pleases God. Sometimes God does crazy things to get, a, get our attention, but we need to trust him. I read about, I think it's pronounced, Fildrick, Australia. Right when Napoleon, massive army, in that world conquest that was prophesied about by Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar. And Napoleon was playing his part and them Gentile kingdoms, and that big statue. And Napoleon 
was fixing to invade that little island. They didn't know what to do. The, the army of Australia was, couldn't get there. They, all the enemy camped right there on the beach. They're fixing to wipe that whole island out. It was Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> Miracles take place on Resurrection Sunday. I like coming to church on Sunday. Yeah, man. It was Resurrection Sunday. They gathered all their ammo, finally said, what we do? He said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's just ring the church bells and let's have church. Hey, man, and, and by the, they get to ringing the church bells and had church. Hey, man, and God fell in that place. And when they came out, the enemy was gone. Come to find out, they thought the ringing of the bells meant the army was there. And, and it was. <laughs> army of one. Amen. Hey, what they need to realize, hey, what, I, what I'm saying, church, y'all listen to me. I know around us it looks like we're being invaded. It looks like we're surrounded. It looks like, but why don't we just trust God? His thoughts are powerful. They're precious. Hey, man, they're proactive. Amen. Hey, man, and I'm telling they're pleasurable. And if we'll just trust God, they'll make us happy like they make him happy. He's going to do what he wants to do. No, no army of the world can stop him. And if we'll just keep serving God, keep ringing the church bells, keep shouting the victory, keep coming to the house of God, he'll run the enemy plumb out of the territory. Amen. Amen. Y'all know that's right. He is one mind. I don't know whether I'll see him or not, Job said. I look to the left or right. I, I'm glad he knows the way I take. He said, I, I feel like I'm on the left hand, but thank God he doth work there. He said, I feel like I'm in a fire. That's, God's purifying me, and I'm going to come out like gold. I'm gonna, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. Job said, he's of one mind. I've always been on his mind. And no matter what happens, I'm not going to listen to what you say. I'm going to listen to what you other three say. I'm going to listen to what God says. His thoughts are always positive in my direction. Calvary was in the thoughts of God before he was there. Jesus, given his life, was the thought process of God before he ever went to the tree, before he ever got buried in the tomb. Forever he came up the third day. Forever he ascended to the throne of heaven and makes intercession. But before he cut all that in the mind, ain't you glad he does what he thinks and nobody can stop him, I say. Amen. Powerful. I read about a man one time at a shipwreck. Ended up on an island. For a long time, he tried to get people's attention. Couldn't nobody see him. So he built a little hut put all the belongings that washed up on the shore, put it in there, went out hunting one day. When he got done hunting, he looked back, and for some unknown reason, not a cloud in the sky, his little shelter burned up. He was so frustrated at God. God, this is all I had. The next day, somebody pulled up at the ship, at the shoreline in a ship to rescue him. He said, how'd you know I was here? He said, we've seen your smoke signal. Some of y'all, are y'all listening to this preacher? Some of us in here need to realize God sometimes has got to burn our house down just to get, amen, amen, woo, 
say amen right there. It might, you might think he's against you, but he's for you. You're always on his mind. Always. Not a time, not a minute, not a day, not a year. All the sickness, all the storms, all the situations, everything that you face, God's got it under control. Can anybody help me? Amen. I believe that's right. I believe that's right. Amen. I don't know, about, I don't know this guy. They say he was a bomber pilot back in World War II. I said they was going over there. Nazis was advancing on them. I said he's going over there. They's going to drop some bombs and try to give the Allied forces a little reprieve to have time to rally, get reinforcements. And while they were going, them anti-aircraft bullets pierced his full fuel sail in the plane. Didn't go off. He lands the plane. His mind's blown. And the only thing they can think of, well, maybe they were headed to the depot and what they were going to do was take, the, they were going to change the fuses out. Maybe they just didn't have no fuel. So he finally goes down there and talked to the guy. He's, he's mechanics working on the plane. He said, oh, no, you, you don't understand. It wasn't just one bullet, 14 bullets hit your fuse lungs. He said, what in the world? So they went to taking the bullets apart. There was big shells, big shells, anti-aircraft shells. None of them had triggers. None of them have ammunition, and one of them had a note on the inside. And the note on the inside says, this is all we can do for you right now. We pray God will keep you safe. God have mercy. I'm not saying we're flying through enemy territory and they're shooting at us and they want to bring us down. Can I just tell you, God will know how to touch the wicked's heart. He can touch them and say, oh God, look up in here to preacher. I'm telling you, God's got it, church. God's got it under control. You're on his mind. You've always been on his mind. You're the apple of his eye. He loves you and he laid down his life for you and he took it up the third day. He's praying for you right now. And he can't He can't wait till he comes back and he gets you and takes you home forever. I don't know what all is going to go on in your life. But I do know this. God's got it all under control. There was not a time when you was not on his mind. Miss Victoria, you come, would you? Just Get ready to sing one for me. Listen, I, I hesitate, but I feel like I need to give you just one more thought. 1875, Confederate in the Union was on this Mississippi boat. I believe, I believe it was Mississippi boat. War's done, reconstruction's going on. And a man that led the singing in D.L. Moody's revival campaigns happened to be on the boat. They asked him to sing. And, and he sung a song, I, I can't remember the name of it. Let me see if I had it wrote down. He, he sung a song, Savior like a shepherd 
lead us. He started singing it. After he's done singing it, Mr. Sankey, man came up to him and said, were you at such and such post on the Union side? He said, yes, sir. He said, I was a Confederate troop. I had you in my sights, dead. And when you started singing that very song, I, I, I put my gun down and said, well, I'm going to let him get done singing. Then I'm going to, he's, he's mine. He said, by the time you got done, I realized that if God could deliver somebody from my scope, he might could deliver me. I dropped my gun, bowed my knee, and got saved. Hallelujah. And I just want you to know that I heard you singing that day when you thought nobody heard you sing. And I'm glad I got to meet you and tell you, hey, can I just tell you this, church? I don't know who you meet, who you're going to meet tomorrow. I don't know what you're going to go through, but I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Sing on, church. I shout on, church. Amen. Keep shouting, keep serving, keep handing out tracts, keep being a soul winner. I was talking to Brother Tony Hudson yesterday. He said it's 16 degrees. We're going to knock on doors. He said it's freezing. He said if anybody opens a door, they're a candidate for salvation. Uh, they sure wouldn't open it. And whether they like it or not, I'm a coming in. Amen. Hey, can I tell you this? Uh, keep knocking on doors. If it gets 16 degrees spiritually, keep telling folks, keep being a soul winner. Keep being a shouter. Keep being a singer. Somebody's going to be impacted. Lives are going to be changed. And just know, church, just know, y'all look up here. You have always been on his mind. Let's stand to your feet. Father, we love you today. While she gets ready to sing, Lord, we pray, God, you help us, Lord, today.